Hey there, thank you for joining me for Accelerate Us, Dispatches from the Front Lines of the Local Economy Revolution. I'm Della Rucker. I am the principal of the Wise Economy Workshop and I'm Communications Manager for the American Independent Business Alliance. I'm delighted today to be able to share with you this interview, this conversation with Christina Aldan, who is one of the best experts on emotional intelligence and effective and compassionate and productive communication that I have known anywhere. Uh, Christina speaks all over the world. She has literally spoken on every continent, including Antarctica. And her insights when it comes to how to manage these kinds of, of challenges is outstrips anybody else that I know. So I'm delighted to be able to share this conversation. Stick around to the end for a little bit more information on how to get in touch with Christina, how to learn more about her work, and how to learn more about the local economy revolution. Thanks. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us today. I'm really delighted to be able to bring you a conversation with someone that I just admire so much. She's got such great insight and such great um, perception. And she speaks to us from an environment that is a little different from what most of us who live in the world of organizations and small, I mean, she's, she's done plenty of work with with nonprofits and small businesses, but she's doing it with a different lens and a different perspective than a lot of us do in the day to day. And especially with the work that she's done around um, in emotional intelligence and working with teams and collaborating with people effectively, I couldn't think of somebody who'd be better for us to all be hearing from right at this time. So Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Della. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, very, very volatile out there right now. Uh, a lot of people wondering what's going to happen. I mean, I just read headlines. Uh, they've already they've already ran out of money for the PPP, right? Some people are still trying to figure out which bank to submit it to. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and the expectation, you know, I, I talked about that today on my Facebook Live thing and said, you know, anything that we can get from the federal resources, certainly that's where the lion's share of such resources ought to come from. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a good solid Gen X type and I get pretty cynical <laughs> about, about these things. So you and me both, yeah. you and me both. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the, the, the way that everything is looking these days, um, from what I can see and, um, you know, I, I'm sure it's a little different maybe in your region, I'm out West here, but, mm -hmm. uh, I I've been in different groups, obviously like you, I've been on the, the meetings, the video meetings a lot more than usual. And, and people are trying to, to strategize what does the new normal look like and how can we meet our, our, our needs right now. Um, I think that for a while, and maybe even some people are still kind of in that, well, uh, we'll get back to normal soon. And I, I think mm -hmm. that's the wrong 
approach. You know, I would caution people against uh, sitting back and just kind of going, oh, well, okay, time to get up now. The quarantine's over. Now I'm going to stand back up again and, and do what's normal and try to go back to what things were like two months, three months ago. I mean, listen, the reality is no time in history, in the history ever of humanity, have we had an opportunity to pause and reset. And, and we, can, we can think about, um, you know, what kind of things aren't we working on and, and what kind of things are we using to, to kind of uh, uh, sedate ourselves and as we look away from the painful things. Because if anything, there have been a lot of holes shown um, in our own ecosystem at the state level, the local level, the, the national level, uh, even in our communications, right? We're all learning how to be better communicators these days with family. I mean, think about it. We, we have adults, grown adults who suddenly, maybe you're only talking to your mom a few times a year and mm -hmm. now maybe suddenly or, or every couple months or something. And now suddenly you're, you're checking in with your mom every day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole different level of relating as an adult. And it's not just one area in your life, right? Change can sometimes be difficult to manage our emotions, to move through. But when we're talking about change in every area of your life. And change. Kids are home. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, this can also be seen as a gift, right? Because now it kind of wakes us up to those holes and those gaps and where our biases have been, where our systemic biases have been, where um, maybe, oh yeah, I know I get to, here's the thing. Here's a perfect example. Now I am horrible at admin stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm really great at, at launching marketing campaigns, at branding, at connecting with people. Um, the posters behind me, right? Emotional intelligence, that's mm -hmm. my thing. And, and, and that's great, but I'm horrible at the paperwork stuff. And so, you know, for, for me to push stuff, push, I push it, I pile and pile. And then pretty soon after a few weeks, I go, well, time to roll up my sleeves. I better right now, collectively as a global community consciousness, if you even want to get real ethereal with it and esoteric with it, right. We have the opportunity to go pause wait a minute let me catch up on my paperwork let me clean my office desk see what we need to take stock of file these things away oh these things don't even have a place no wonder why they're always making a pile let's mm -hmm. create a system to fix that i think now more than ever um it's it's a really good opportunity to do that and the companies the small businesses that are leaning into that attitude as opposed to the ones who are sitting around maybe for a, a check or, you know, just waiting it out even. Um, it, it, it's going to be a new normal. It's not going to be a let's get back mm -hmm. to the old normal. If you, you go with and that mindset, you're going to be very disappointed, I think. Yeah. So you, you said something really fascinating. You said many, many fascinating things in, in that. Um, one, of, one of the things that I, I love in how you describe is that idea of a pause. And, yeah. you know, I have had, I've actually had um, previous business partners who've had to like sit me down and say, okay, Belle, you can't just do all the time. Sometimes we need to think, sometimes we need to, you know, figure yeah. things out, work, you know, stop for a minute, basically was the uh -huh. message. 
And I didn't always agree. And, and there have been cases where I've been able to say, okay, that's appropriate. And cases where I've been, you know, not, not in agreement with that. But I think that when people are particularly in a moment of crisis, uh -huh. when people are particularly, so for me, um, I'm, I suck at administration as well, but I particularly have a bad time with financial management. And that stems, you know, like a lot of things in our lives that stem from early experiences that I've written about in other contexts. So there's no reason to, uh, you know, beat that dead horse. Um, but for me, the the prospect of of pausing uh -huh. in general and especially uh -huh. pausing when that sort of economic um, power is yes. hanging over things. And I'm very, very, very fortunate and blessed and privileged that I'm not, you know, right in the face right. of that. Right. But even so, there's a compunction. To, I just got to do something. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. So how do you, how, how do you coach people to, to take that pause, to take well, that, to develop that, that habit or that practice. You gotta, you gotta use discernment. I mean, sometimes we need self-care. You gotta rest, okay? But then, at the end of the day, there's still things that you've committed to, and you still gotta get stuff done. So, uh, you know, taking the pause, taking the rest, it really comes with the discernment. If you're sitting around and you're you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling lazy, you know, I find that a routine is is really really good. But then also what happens with most entrepreneurs small business owners is they just want to go 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 so they do more of what all they already know mm -hmm. and you know you can pause and you can take a day you can take a half day uh you can rest you can help to just reflect and breathe for a moment create some space around some ideas maybe that you've been kicking around um but when you come back to it I think it's important to just not have that clutter as well and kind of maintain that space if you can, because the people who are thinking clearly, who have a strategy, a plan on how to move forward, those are the ones who are succeeding. I mean, now uh, I'll give you a perfect example. One of uh, the groups in my Asian American uh, entrepreneurs group, mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, the, the CEO for the chicken and rice guys, he is doing very well by pivoting explain mm -hmm. what chicken and rice guys is we talked about chicken. this the other day yeah but. chicken and rice guys they're they're a food chain uh they're based in boston in boston they have brick and mortar stores and you go in you get your chicken your rice your you know it's all uh, delicious simple simple food with their sauce their whole garlic sauce is like it's the best um <laughs> Uh, but, you know, what they did is they instantly, of course, everything, everything dropped and they have two stores and they had six food trucks and instantly they went into solution. So, you know, instead they started driving out to the suburbs and delivering mm -hmm. meal packs in packs of 10 and 20. They only make 30 meals a day, but and then they're doing delivery. And they're learning also almost, you know, their own little market research pilot program because they're seeing these zip codes for orders that they 
didn't know they had such a huge following. And now they're thinking about, well, when things do bounce back, we'll open a store there. We're, um, you know, they're, they're getting real creative. Uh, and, and he had learned from a couple other uh, uh, crises he had. So as soon as this hit, he pulled out his playbook, he was ready, you know? And, and when, when you have that strategy and when you're able to pivot, when you're able to think a little differently now, is he making up all of that revenue? No, he's not. But just like he said, it helps paying employees and it helps paying, you know, the um, bill for the vendor who uh, they had one of their trucks in the shop. And so they had to make sure, how can I deliver food and make food without my trucks, you know? And so right. the communication with that has, has been terrific. And, you know, he was just giving tips about being proactive, communicating with your landlord, communicating with your vendors, being proactive. Don't wait for them to call you, you know, make sure you have a, a strategy. Uh, he shared something as well uh, in his experience through a couple of crises that he learned that employees actually uh, laying off employees and furlough is, is not the worst thing because um, uh, he, he's in lot of com communication with his employees to ask them what they want they would much rather uh, have a uh, unemployment check at home doing with no responsibilities making 50 percent than um, being employed at less than a hundred percent less than you know it was 75 percent 80 percent would do you want to come back to work just at 80 and they said, no, we don't. We would rather sit at home. So he, he gave some really good tips. And I think that the people who are thinking that way and, and making these small shifts and communicating with their staff regularly, communicating with their vendors regularly, they're aware of the latest news on what's happening on um, the grants and, and the stimulus checks that are available to them. Mm -hmm. um, I think even Verizon um, is doing a small business uh, loan thing as well. Uh, there are just a lot of these small injections. And I think anybody who's looking for those opportunities, um, if you can get on the forefront of that and be proactive, it's going gonna, it's gonna to soften the blow. I, excellent. I think, I think the ideas of being, of being proactive and being in some ways active and not being passive I think are really crucial. We're hearing from a lot of communities. And, and so mostly I'm working, you work a lot of times actually with small business owners um, in both the brick and mortar and the tech space. Uh -huh, uh -huh, Most of uh -huh. who I end up working with are the people who are the people who work with those, uh -huh. those, those, those universes. Um, and, you know, so I had a conversation today with a fellow who said, I'm trying to do tech support for 300 and not tech support computers, but technical support, like how to do stuff with oh, 385 businesses. All right. <laughs> and he's one person, I believe he's a one person staff. If he's got anybody else, it's minimal. Um, right. And that's, you know, that's overwhelming. And so... You know, I, th I think that that sense of like panic and have to do, you know, we're, a lot of these organizations, just like the small businesses, have been living in that kind of environment. And it's it's um, all the more important to to take the advantage of Mr. Chicken and Rice and, you know, be really trying to use this time to think about how can we be doing it 
differently. Yeah. And, and then, you know, what would we like to continue to do more of after this is over? What's going to follow us? Um, I'm mm -hmm. not really one for platitudes, but, uh, you know, if we could look at a silver lining, um, you know, what, what are those silver linings we want to keep moving and, and take with us into the future? What kinds of things can we get rid of that are no longer serving us anymore? Um, you know, a lot of companies, I work in tech, right? So a lot of companies have uh, remote workers now. So mm -hmm. some of these companies who, who just wanted to micromanage and, and rule with an iron fist, they were so against any kind of working remotely. And now they have no choice. And yeah. I think we're going to find a lot of companies are going to go, oh, actually, why didn't we do this before? Right. You know, we were wasting all this money on having a brick and mortar, on having uh, cleaning staff, on having equipment, on having all, when we can just still get work done and our people are happier um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and healthier if they can rest a little more and save themselves that commute. And, and I, I think some, that's going to happen. And, and of course, we have a few emerging, emerging things right now that are happening. We're seeing any delivery uh, um, apps or, or services just skyrocket, right? Mm -hmm. and, and these shifts, I think, are important to stay tuned into and, and see and think about how they're affecting your business, how they're changing your market, both mm -hmm. locally um, and nationally. For me, you know, I'm a speaker and a trainer, an international speaker and trainer. And uh, of course, as soon as conferences started closing, I had to get real creative again as well. And lucky for me, I, you know, I have my agency and I do a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think, don't have that. Um, depending on what your business is. And it's important to stay tuned to how your vendors, how your suppliers. Um, I was watching uh, these shoes from a shoe company. I was, <laughs> I'm not much of a, a clothing shopper person, but uh, there were these shoes that were really neat. I was watching them and I was going to buy some. And when you know it, they ran out of their supplier. They just, the link oh. isn't even up anymore. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. They've completely taken everything, all the information down from their website. Mm -hmm. But, you know, supply chains are changing. A lot of things are changing yeah. and um, we got to stay adept. It's a big part of, of uh, emotional intelligence is your own personal agility and the capacity to shift. One of the things that, that's been sort of an overarching framework for me when thinking about a lot of these changes is that the, the term acceleration comes back mm. to over and over again. And I think that got triggered by, by someone who's specifically in the space of advising retail brick and mortar. I can't remember who it is right now. Mm -hmm. And that person said, you know, basically the businesses that were doing a good job of adapting and, and understanding and working with Yes. Emerging technologies, digital technology, internet, blah, 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 blah. Those are the ones that are going to be succeeding because they were already on that path. Yes. And right. that just got accelerated, but they were already on that path. If already in that train, mindset. Yeah. If the rocket train is already going by and you're still half a mile over that way, you can't get to it. And that's uh -huh. where it will be very difficult to get to it. And so that whole question of accelerating, I think, is, okay. is one of the really interesting um, 
kind of meta issues. That's not much help to people who right now are still going like, oh my God, how do I, you know, how do I pay the rent? How do I get through, you know? Well, for example, I mean, we just saw here locally in my backyard, they approved. And you're in Las Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah. So they approved the, um, the train from Virgin. Virgin is going to be building the train from California to Las Vegas, apparently. And so there was some news about that. Um, It was something like 600 million, but you know, they were ready. How, how many decades? So people can say, oh, okay, they got that, the econ, they took advantage. I mean, how many decades have they been working on yeah. getting something going forever? And it seems like maybe the papers are signed. I, I can't, I didn't read the entire article. I just saw the headline about the announcement and mm-hmm. uh, was reading some of the comments in there. Um, so, you know, acceleration, again, they were already ready to go. People who were already doing online coaching, people who already were hosting meetings on video conferencing, they're mm-hmm. not going through any learning curves right now mm-hmm. because they've already had communication built into their company culture and, and that process, you know, uh, they're, they're at an advantage and we're going to see, we're going to see quite a bit of division, I think, um, uh, good or bad, we're going to see quite a bit of, of division in certain industries. Like I said, delivery, for example, you can, you can just see how it is right now with Amazon already. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We talked last time you and I talked, we, we were, and, and I think this worked really beautifully with this idea of accelerating. Before I get to that though, I do want to make the point that just because someone feels like the rocket train is going that way and I'm still half a mile over here doesn't mean that it's not worth every moment of your effort to try to get to well, the rocket Well, here's what happens in my experience. I hear about the rocket train and somebody comes in and goes, hey, Christina, did you hear rocket train? And I go, really? Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, can you? And I'm like, I think I can hear it. Oh, I don't. Let's go that way. You know, and, and I hike over there and I'm, I'm a mile away and I get there and I go, hey, rocket train. And they go, oh, you just missed it. And I go, OK. And I go hiking down and there's some uh-huh. other people and I, I gather some other people along the way. Go, you rocket train. Yeah. OK, this way. All right. And along the way, Della, I learned so much about myself, so much about how the railroad was built for the right. You know, yeah. I, I gain a new family, a new tribe. And it's always worth it because it's super unexpected. And that's why I say when you have an open mind and you find yourself in those scenarios, head for the rock train anyway, of course, even if it's a mile down the road, because you're going to learn about yourself, you're going to learn about the people around you, you know, or if it's something you're super passionate about, you know, you're going to die trying. And I'm, I'm all about that. (laughs) Go all in, you know. Well, I was also thinking there might be another rocket train because, you know, tracks. You never but, know. How far can we push right? the analogy, right? You just never, ever know. And so do it anyway. Just show up. Uh, even if you show up, you know, bleeding and broke, it makes a good story at the end. I write a book about it and still right. it's all content. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and given the fact that we're discussing now that after this initial wave with the pandemic, we're likely to see you know, sort of 
an unsettled environment, certainly over probably the next year or two years. And then, you know, who knows after that, what comes down that ability to our behavior. Yeah. What, it's I'm certainly going to change how investors invest. It's certainly, I believe there's going to be a big giant wave. I read a brilliant um, blog post on medium about the great American, uh, I don't know what is the great American dream campaign or something. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, you should brace yourself, America. You should be ready because that big marketing campaign is coming. It's coming for you to encourage you to get back to the old life, to go out mm -hmm. and buy, 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 to spend, spend, to, to put on your blinders, to go back into the trance, to put your head down, to buy the shiny baubles and the things that help distract and, and, and soothe us. And I'm not saying there is anything wrong with those, but I definitely think in many, 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 many places in America, many, many places in America, there's an imbalance and, um, and uh, the consumerism just really needs to be, to be put into check as, as far as meaningfulness and value. And, and I would love to see, you know, us spending less on things that are, that are cheaper and, and, and not as, as long lasting and sustainable to, to bring our resources. And by resources, I mean time, I mean energy, I mean effort, I mean money, um, I mean our tribe, our family, our, our, our arm powder, you know, whatever that is to point them toward things that really matter and are going to help our families thrive as opposed to, you know, if we're having a hard time to spend all of our time, money, resources, effort on things that are going to distract us from our pain. Mm -hmm. um, I think there, there needs to be a better balance of that. That's why I teach emotional intelligence, you know, and talking about how we manage ourselves, talking about how we're communicating, communicating our message at any time. Um, because I think it's time for us to really be honest. Look, mm -hmm. uh, women everywhere who are maybe used to going out and doing their nails, their hair, their whatever the salon, they see, we're, we're they're finding out, well, okay, it's been yeah. two weeks, four weeks, Where's seven weeks, two months. I was, yeah. I would, I had some uh, blue and, and some purple in my hair and I was yeah. uh, texting my, my hairstylist. I was like, how about this? Can I just buy this online? Can I, she's like, don't you dare, please don't, don't color your own hair. Right. <laughs> 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 okay. It's so funny. But it might mean she knows finding, something about you too. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I, and I granted, I, I spend money on all of those things. I, I do the things I pamper, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed in, in being able to uh, adorn myself every now and then or buy a new red dress to present if I'm going to be speaking. But I think that um, if we if we just pause and, and bring a little more awareness of, into what's what's really working and what's not working, um, we can think about bringing those behaviors in forward into the future, I think. Um, I, I, yeah. Cool. Well, well, one of the things that, that you've always done from my perspective so incredibly well is build, you, you're the one that taught me the term building your tribe. Oh, and yeah. I use that now and sometimes people are kind of like, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. But we yeah. talked the other day about um, the important of, importance of 
kind of diversity in your personal network, in your business network, whether it's looking yeah. at, you know, testing products or it's looking at, you know, trying to be open to learning. And uh -huh. that's been something that's that's been a really, really important issue for me for a very, very long time. Um, but it's hard to articulate to people sometimes. Um, why that? It can be hard. Yeah. You know, it, I think that, uh, again, anything with emotional intelligence, feelings, it, it is kind of ethereal. You can't quite measure it, right? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. do marketing and advertising and everything is metrics. And if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, even in nonprofits, when we think about reporting, we gotta got to have those numbers. What are we measuring? Mm -hmm. And that kind of stuff isn't is it's hard to measure and it's a little bit ethereal if we are if we are really trying to um if we're really trying to focus our attention i, I think that uh, we can <laughs> i'm sorry i just got distracted no worries no worries by somebody very diverse i'm sure well, right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, if we are trying to focus our attention, I appreciate that on, on diversity and inclusion. The, the thing that I find it's just human behavior. Okay. It's just human behavior. It's natural for us to do what's easy. Listen, my degrees in ecology and environmental sciences, and even an amoeba will go to the path of least resistance in mm. any kind of its metabolic functions. It's, it's, inherent in us to choose the most efficient way. Uh, that's just how it is in, in nature. We want to go this route. We want to surround ourselves with people who agree with us. We want to create a board, uh, have everybody, even, you know, if you're the chairman, have a whole bunch of mini chairmans around mm -hmm. the table. If you uh, want to start up, it's only natural to grab your bros or grab your family or, you know, jump in with your bestie. And before you know it, things start to get a little bit awkward or, or weird, but it's important to question and have a process. And that takes all that awkwardness out. If you have a process that's very, very clear and you say, okay, look, for example, in your hiring process, these are the steps we're going to take to eliminate cognitive, uh, biases, any kind of inherent biases that we have, any kind of external, intrin extrinsic um, biases, any kind of systemic biases. And, and mm -hmm. listen, Della, that's what people don't talk about. They don't talk about the systemic bias. They say, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. What's wrong? You know, almost shaming, shaming you when really it's your own disadvantage. I mean, you can't help that. You have no control. Mm -hmm. over uh, the world into which you're born you know yeah and I, I think that that's really important for people to to understand as they're moving through that because it's too easy to say eh, I don't know we put out the call I don't know why we put out the call you know uh, at a tech conference and these are the people who submitted well and they happen to be all white men so jeepers <laughs> I mean I have been in the room where they're talking about gender diversity and equality and it's a panel of white men <laughs> yeah so i think that you know not one single person in in that whoever the committee was in, in deciding 
stopped and said, hold on, wait a minute, what's our process for examining our biases? Uh, is this a result of systemic bias? Is this a result of, um, are we trying to hide anything? What are we assuming? Um, yeah. What am I assuming as a man? I can't, I can't speak on behalf as a woman because I really don't even know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those things are important and they don't happen enough. And um, having that process can, can really change a culture. I, I just coached somebody, brilliant developer um, uh, in Europe uh, for, at her dream job. Um, and, but you know what? She struggled and struggled and struggled trying to fit into a culture mm -hmm. that just wasn't open to diversity and inclusion. Um, it, it happens. And what happens, of course, is you lose your best developer, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if, unless you address these things, you lose really good people. And one of the things that, that I've been noticing more and more is, as I've come to understand, and you know, it's a, it's a progressive development as you understand the value of that, that diverse experience and, and just, and, and I'll, you know, lose the buzzword is having experience and relationship and work with people who are different from you yes. in a hundred different ways. That's right. And what I find is that I learn more and yes. I find more opportunities. Yes. When I have team members who are much younger than me, when yes. I'm having an you know a, a a heart to heart conversation that I'm very grateful to be able to have sometimes with with people who have a very you know who who came up in a disadvantaged African American neighborhood. I mean, you and I have talked about you know our own relative you know families not being so privileged growing up, yes. but <laughs> but it's a whole different experience when you layer you know, systemic, not only systemic. Over and over. I mean, even try to claw your way out of so many layers, like you said, is so disheartening. I mean, it really wears on the spirit, right? Uh, I myself am coming out of a, a big bout of grief, you know, and, and even any kind of that, that stress, that, that mental load, um, maybe you're taking care of a, a sick parent or maybe you have a special needs child at home. Those mm -hmm. things are all going to be really challenging and, and, and trying on you and being able to manage that and understand boundaries and, oh gosh, so mm -hmm. many of those things are, mm -hmm. are hard as mm -hmm. well as now you're trying to fight, like you said, all these, all these layers that are just built into the system for right. you to fail. Yeah. And, and that I think that's why it becomes so important for people who come from any kind of position of relative privilege to yeah. to, to see folks who are not coming from that that same yeah. background as 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 an opportunity to learn to see to to hear and to build to build that tribe capacity of the things that I can't see and I can't understand in and of myself. And here's the reality. Sometimes we don't make those relationships. Most times, most times we don't make those relationships because they're uncomfortable. 
like I said, it's not, it's not like looking at myself across the table and the board. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, like my brother in, or my bro or, you know, my family member in business. It's not, it, it's diverse. It's, you may not know where they're coming from. The communication style might be different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you might not know if they'll agree with you or not. They might tell you the truth that you've really been avoiding to hear mm -hmm. and you don't know how to solve the problem and you have a hard time saying, I don't know how to solve this problem. Sometimes it's, it's that it's, if, if your ego isn't willing to go into the fire, I call it into the fire, right? Let's, let's just roll up our sleeves and, and get in there and, and see what we're working with yeah. without judgment. You know, mm -hmm. this is what we have. And then, yeah, I, I've, I've, been in meetings where people get heated, where people get uh, upset, where people are impassioned. Well, of course they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You would be too. I don't, I don't know about you, Della, but any wild animal, any animal that I've seen, you back them into cor a corner, they come out fighting. <laughs> I think you, you I think, I think your cats would do that if you, yes. if you got them in the right corner. Well, yeah. one thing just, yeah. just, to, just to, I do think that those are skills that are it's a practice, right? You learn to do practice. it. You learn to have, Absolutely. This, and you learn to be open to that realization that chances are you're probably wrong on a lot of things and that and you need to hear thing. other people. Go ahead. If you can just use the language, um, here's what it looks like for me in my life. It's, it's messy. I'm telling you, it's ugly. When I go into a room and I'm, you know, the, I like to put myself into a room oftentimes where I'm the least experienced person in the room so I can learn. It's awkward, right? I'm, I'm sticking out a little bit. I'm the youngin. I'm the woman. I'm the soft skills girl at a, at a highly technical conference surrounded by, you know, uh, world-class engineers. Um, it's always a little awkward for me. My approach, what that looks like is I do it anyway. And I show up in the room and I go, hi, I'm Christina. I'm a little awkward. You know, I just, I address it. I just want to know some information. I'm going to not use the right language. I'm sorry. I don't know the right symbols, please. I don't mean to be offensive. I probably will offend somebody. I address it and I, I just acknowledge just those simple little, you know, it doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be like, oh, but I don't know anybody there. First, I need a bestie. Then I need to get in. You just show up, you get in there and people just appreciate the authenticity. Um, hey, Christina, how's it going? And so that's what's so fun about, you know, how, how I've always tried to live my life is you'll see me down at the at the Spanish senior center at the community center. <laughs> you'll see me over, you know, I'm all over in all the groups. I'll, I'll be um, over at the, the, the church meetings that, you know, I'm, I'm agnostic. I'll, I'll go over here to the to pet fundraisers. I'll go over here to the um, green building. So I'd like to just kind of get into everything and, and see where people are, are, are hanging out a little. And if I ask specific questions, let's say I'm doing a product launch or a website. If I frame it up for a specific question for feedback, then they know within the framework um, that they're working and they're able to give me valuable feedback for whatever project or a website or something. And now I'm seeing diverse views. I'm seeing 
feedback and, and points of view from people who I may not normally um, interact with. It really helps me grow. And I, I think it's nice and humbling to put yourself in a room sometimes where, you know, it's, it's a little awkward. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That, that's fabulous, Christina. I would love to do another conversation with you sometime yeah. where we talk about kind of specific tools and techniques for getting that feedback, especially when it comes to product launches and marketing That's campaigns right. and, and things like that. I just but, did a podcast about it. You can uh, look oh, cool. up Lucky Girl. Um, mm -hmm. And I did a podcast about giving feedback. And I did a podcast about receiving feedback. It's called Lucky Girl, a bite-sized podcast for solopreneurs. You can find it everywhere podcasts are, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Um, but it talks about that 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 feedback component. Yeah. Got to be willing to receive it from diversity and being open to receiving it without lashing out at people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I'll post links to the Lucky Girly Girl podcast. Is it mm -hmm. Lucky Girl or Lucky Girly Girl? Um, well, the Lucky Girl podcast can be found on Spotify. Um, mm -hmm. My website. Uh, is lucky girly girl with the with the IE. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll post links to all of those things. I'll also post a link to your your TEDx talk about um, okay. being a good you. mix because I think that's that's a wonderful tie-in to all of this. And uh, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you think people should know about you or and slash or anything else that you would really recommend that people take a look at as a, a means of learning more, especially about, you know, this, the, these emotional intelligence components that we've been talking about today? Well, you know, I think that um, the first, I, I speak about empathy a lot and compassion a lot and communication um, as, as three of the traits of emotional intelligence. There, there are 26 different traits of emotional intelligence. And from what I'm seeing, like, like you said, you know, I, I spend a lot of time on meetings and Zoom and I do coaching and I have mentees all around the world in mm -hmm. different parts of, of the world and, and parts of their career. What I'm seeing a lot of is just people needing to have some, some empathy for themselves. I think that mm -hmm. people are upset that maybe in quarantine they're yelling a lot they're frustrated at their kids they're I, I think that people maybe business owners are frustrated they don't know what to do they they can't get their uh, uh paperwork into their bank they're, mm -hmm. they're not certain if they're essential or non-essential they're trying to pivot all of these things are happening and i just want to remind everybody out there that you're doing all right just keep doing the best you can and and give yourself a little more credit and just just be kinder to yourself because you're having a normal reaction to a crazy situation <laughs> and to expect yourself to function and and be little miss susie homemaker or to you know um somehow go out and and launch four new products and rebuild your website and write that novel <laughs> i think it's it's too hard on yourself. And, and, and it, there's almost this, this shaming I'm finding with a lot of people that they're taking on. And I, I would just encourage mm -hmm. everybody to be a little more empathetic now. Yeah. 
go ahead. If, if I got to play video games for, for a couple of days to check out for a moment, okay, and wear my pajamas, I'll do that. But as long as it doesn't last for more than a couple of days, then, then we're good. But just have some empathy with yourself because 7.6 billion other people on the planet are, are probably going through something similar in, in, in their own world version. Um, and I think that if we just be a little more kind to ourselves, it's, it's going to help with a lot of our reactions and responses to others. Excellent. Excellent. Well, great to hear. Thank you so much, Christina. I think this has been really, really powerful and useful advice for a very wide range of people. And I particularly am grateful for your reinforcing that, you know, however you're managing to cope, it's okay. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's a, a really, really crucial message, I think. Um, if anybody is looking for a way to help or to, to make a difference, I have uh, a fundraiser I'm working on. It's called Dev Around the Sun. It's going to be a 24-hour, essentially almost like a, like a Jerry Lewis telethon. And it's going to be expert speakers from around the world in the development community. And they're going to be speaking for 24 hours. We have a whole incredible lineup and all of the money is going to go to Direct Relief, which is a global fund. They've been around for over 70 years. They're in 80 plus countries and they bring direct medical equipment um, to the front lines. They have an emergency fund and, and we're going to be supporting their efforts. So if, if you're feeling like you want to help contribute or you, you want to do something, but you, you're not sure what to do during this time, that's, you know, there's something you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank and you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye. <laughs>Hey there, it's Della again. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Christina Aldon. I just delight in getting a chance to talk to her and getting her perspective and just getting her insight into how we can collaborate and communicate so much more effectively than we, we often do. If you're interested in learning more about Christina's work, you can check out her uh, software and design and branding studio at Aran, sorry, aranasoft.com. I'm gonna spell that because obviously I can't even say it. A-R-A-N-A-S-O-F-T.com. Aranasoft.com, Arana Software. You can also learn about Christina's speaking and see a video of a TEDx talk that she did that is extraordinary and really highly recommended at IamAGoodMix.com. IamAGoodMix.com. So I hope you'll check those out. If you're interested in learning more about the Wise Economy Workshop, about the local economy revolution, and about strategies for helping us manage and thrive 
in the coming economy, in the emerging economy. Sometimes we call that the fusion economy. You can do that at three different places. One is localeconomyrevolution.com, wiseeconomy.com, and if you're interested in speaking, having me come and talk or do workshops with your organization, your community, or your business, you can reach me at DellaRucker.com. It's DellaRucker.com. So WiseEconomy.com, LocalEconomyRevolutionBook.com, or DellaRucker.com. No excuse not to reach out there, is there? So thanks again for taking the time to be with me. And as I often find myself saying, go get them. Will revive and will prosper.